Axel. You're on a coffee break. Go get that son of a bitch. Hey, boss. Hey, man. Hey! Shut Hello, pool sceners. A lot to unpack here this week. It's the movie where director John Landis said that Eddie Murphy worked against the comedy by deliberately not being funny. What comedy was he working against? Well, that we don't know because he ruined it. Sure, that wasn't in the movie. From 1994, it's Beverly Hills Cop 3. And there are three of us this week. I guess that makes us the Beverly Hills Cop 3. Yeah, we got Axel, we got Billy, and we have uh, John Flynn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your ride operator, Kevin. Hanging off the spider ride is Jim. I'm Jim from the DD Jojo C. Hello. And we are joined by TJ, who is Axel Jim, Foley. Axel Foley, Jim's neighbor. Yes, yes. I'm meeting for the first time. I've enjoyed his company thus far. Unless he says some wild shit on here and then. Oh, it's coming out. It's, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> so getting back into the Murphy-Landis feud, Murphy disputed Landis's claim that Axel Foley was more mature now. And not a wisecracking rookie. Murphy had said on David Letterman that he wanted to be taken seriously as an actor like Wesley Snipes. When? What? New Jack City? Exactly. Or Denzel Washington. (laughs) Landis countered by saying the film was, quote, a very strange experience and an odd movie. Well, it was a strange experience for all of us that rewatched it. 20 minutes ago. I used to really like it. So did I, but when I, I was a kid because I grew was like, up theme park. I think Love I it. hated it when I was a kid. I hated it. You really? still hate it? Maybe. No, I love it. I love everything Eddie Murphy does. <laughs> but this by far is the worst in the trilogy. And they're coming out with BHC4. So Bronson Pinchot. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Told AV Club in 2009. <laughs> That Eddie Murphy was very depressed at the time of Beverly Hills Cop 3 due to his recent movies bombing. It shows. So the whole thing's a mess. Originally, it was conceived as Die Hard in a Theme Park, which is an awesome premise. Yeah. You give me Die Hard in a Theme Park, I'm like, yes, I'm bored. What? But then one of the early scripts became Foley and the gang going to London to rescue their captain who is being held hostage by terrorists. Now, are we assuming that the captain they're rescuing is Bogomil? It was, yeah. Okay, it was yeah, Bogomil. The original okay. script, they, Bogomil's being held by terrorists. Which is, once again, is one it, of the greatest character names ever. Bogomil? Andrew Bogomil? That's a good name. Is it the Beverly Hills cop? Or is it the Beverly Hills London is, the, is it the London district? Is it Scotland is it Yard? Hills? Well, yeah, that's like, that's the thing. So another <laughs> script wrote Foley. Doctor Who's in it? Yes. <laughs> so another script wrote Foley. So basically he had become this celebrity status from all the shit he'd done in the earlier movies. Yeah. So he's a celebrity level cop teaming with either they had John Cleese, Sean Connery. I think, well, honestly, they had Morgan Freeman can at you, some point. Can you imagine Sean Connery and in a Beverly Hills cop movie? Imagine him pitching it to him. He probably cursed them out. He's, <laughs> he's like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of my so office. <laughs> they went to London to fight British gangsters. So at least we got a decent portion of Axel F theme throughout this thing. Damn, a remixed version. Kind yeah. Of. Jim, tell us if audiences were running out to see Beverly Hills Cop 3. Also, there was a lot of trouble with budget restrictions. So tell us that final number along with what was happening 
happening at the time of release in 1994. I would say on May 25th, 1994, they weren't really sprinting to the movie theaters to see Beverly Hills Cop 3, which took place seven years after the second movie, at a budget of $70 million, which we think a lot of it had to have been wrapped up in Murphy and then every theme park in California they well, filmed this Landis at. was huge, too. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I know that when they originally conceived this theme park thing, they were going to build the rides just for the movie. <laughs> Could, what This budget would be $500 exactly. million. And they estimated for every ride that they would have to shoot a scene on, it would cost somewhere in the ballpark of $10 million. It, would it be like a full ride? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What studio did this? What is it? Who was this? Was this know. New Line Cinema or something like that? I can't remember off the top Imagine of my head. Imagine if it was a studio with a, an amusement park. Like I would Universal. hope they would keep this active after this hole went down because yeah. you'd want to recoup the money. Well, they obviously made it work because they filmed portions of this movie at different places. Like Cal- I want to say Great America, Six Flags and maybe Knott's Berry Farm, maybe. I don't know. But they did have some interesting things. But like I said, they walked. They made $119 million in the box office. So they probably ended up cutting even. Yeah, cutting even in the end. I mean, they ended up making $49 this was million. Distributed on the gross. by Paramount Pictures. Okay, so Paramount had the, the money. The production company, Eddie Murphy Pictures. <laughs> oh, he had just opened up Eddie Murphy Pictures, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a hell of a. Hell of a back catalog you got there for Eddie Murphy Pictures, the debut of Beverly Hills Cop 3. So there's a lot of things going on in the world on May 25th, 1994. One of the wonders of the world were created. The English Channel Tunnel linking England and France officially opened. Great. Big event. You didn't have to take the boat anymore. Go under the channel. But has a boat in. got stuck in it? And, and If somebody <laughs> actually tried to drive a boat into the channel tunnel, I think you'd have an issue. And it probably involves Sylvester Stallone, who was originally supposed to be Axel Foley in this movie, not in this movie, in the whole pantheon of Beverly Hills Cop when they would have made a Daybreak movie, I would assume. One of the friends of the show, I would have to say, I think Kevin would agree here, comedian Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> sets fire on purpose to the couch on the Tonight Show, he was then charged with a misdemeanor for setting is there set of that? fire. There is. I'm going to link it I in the hear, show okay, notes. I want to hear Lano. Hey, he what li- are you doing? He literally what grabs you, the, 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 the weirdest thing, though. The opening of this, the only YouTube video I found was they started off an episode of the Larry Sanders show with them watching Bobcat light this on fire. Jay literally grabs Bobcat and goes, sit down now. You're sitting in this. <laughs> so he forces him to sit in a soaked couch. That was about it. Listen, sit. I'm going to do these headlines. That's basically all he did. However, the opposite of Bobcat Goldwit, Nelson Mandela. I don't think you get any more opposite than Bobcat oh, they're the Goldwit. Same. They look the same. They do. They're a little bit. There's a little change. Same in... stories, same backgrounds. One spent 30 years in prison being enslaved for One... basically his color. And then he was there was Nelson Mandela. He was enslaved in his Mandela. career. He was <laughs> that character. He was same thing. Fucking Bobcat was like, why didn't you let me in fucking Police Academy Part 5? <laughs> Nelson Mandela was sworn Nelson in. Mandela? Nelson. <laughs> Nelson, the man himself, Mandela, was sworn in as South Africa's first black president. South Africa. Rather than, it's the land of my people. (laughs) Oh, fucking um, Lethal Weapon 2. (laughs) TG and I always riff about Lethal Weapon 2. Speaking of a Lethal Weapon type movie and a TV show, L.A. Law ends its run after eight epic years on NBC. Also... Arsenio Hall ended in May of 94. It's a shame. And Star Trek The Next Generation ended in May of 94. So three big hits all ended in May of 94. That's because we were approaching the millennium. And they were like, we got to get this 
futuristic Y2K shit in before, you know, we only have five years. That's why Arsenio Hall got out because he knew the Y2K was coming. Yeah. He would have ended his talk show. Tennis star and personal crush of mine when I was growing up, Jennifer Capriati was arrested on possession of marijuana. Cool. She was a rebel. And then one of the worst ever places to ever be constructed in world fucking history the tropical butterfly garden at cleveland metro park zoo opens all right you want to know why i fucking hate this place somebody let me go in there after our friend sean and april's wedding we went up to the zoo went into the butterfly bin this fucking mothra thing dive bombed me Mm -hmm. i ran through there (laughs) fuck that place it sucked however there were another couple big events we're throwing it to heaven what up george good evening everybody i'm george michael welcome to the sports machine now one of my favorite race car drivers of all time i have been deemed the ayrton senna of chick-fil-a it's right there on the wall kevin got it for me as a gift three-time world formula one drivers champion ayrton senna is killed in a crash while leading the san marino grand prix one of the darkest days in racing history how many Earth Bucks is it to get Ayrton Senna on Cameo and Afterlife Cameo? Now, I did the proper conversions after last week's show life, of Rock and what Roll we High School. Life dollars? They were life dollars. It is approximately 509.96 life dollars right. to get him. So it's a good conversion, right? That's not rate. bad. That's a, that's a great deal. It's not bad. You can get a good deal. You get Senna from the Afterlife. I mean, we got George for 125 life dollars, which isn't bad. Team, our baseball team. The Cleveland Indians, while the last season they will be known as the Cleveland Indians, began an 18-game home win streak at the Jake. Kevin's favorite basketball team growing up, the Toronto NBA franchises, unveils its name as the Toronto Raptors and the logo. All right. That was fan voted. Fan voted. Fan voted. Jurassic Park named that franchise. Because literally Jurassic Park had come out. Yeah, the year before. Everybody was dinosaur crazy. So they were like, all right, you get to pick our name the most votes wins and there was obviously probably some crazy ones but everybody's Jurassic Park crazy so Raptors won out and you know what that first jersey is great incredible the logo is great the number one song in America I swear by all for one I swear of course TJ were you gonna guess all for one of course absolutely no I wasn't the chudliest band ever and now your number one movie in America in 1994. Jurassic Park? Not 1994. Jurassic Park came out in 1993. The number one movie for May of 1994. Drum roll, please. It was Maverick for one oh, week. Oh, no. It was Maverick for one week. Oh, no. And then it was the Flintstones went on a oh, slight even run. worse. So that was a bad movie week for America. I would watch Maverick on like... HBO and Showtime. I when it was think on I saw it when I was a kid. Is that the what? Is the Western, it's a Western card dealing. card thing? Yep. Yeah, that's Mel With Gibson. Mel Gibson started going down. down. Under. Jodie Foster in that too? Maybe I don't. That's know. possible. Jodie Foster's in every movie. Yeah, she was in one of our favorite movies, Contact. I should have said a poet. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> and that's all that was going on in America in May of 1994. All right, let's dive into the plot. You guys help me out with this. I'm going to try and get oh. through it best I can. In Detroit, Axel Foley has a team assembled to take down a gang of car thieves. The most inept team in world history. It's like Keystone Cops. Unbeknownst to his boss, Axel has canceled the SWAT team. Before Axel and his team make their move, four men arrive to pick up a van filled with crates labeled property of the U.S. government. (laughs) Those four men kill everyone at the chop shop that interrupt their musical number. Axel has no idea what happened inside and he enters not really with his team. He knocks on the door 
And he says, <laughs> "Is this illegal, chat chat?" Exactly. So, regardless, his team doesn't have enough guns. Oh, they're fucking because so they did not prepare for this. Oh. Axel's boss is shot. He's killed. Axel gives chase until he's stopped by two Secret Service agents. The agents tell Axel that they cannot arrest the man in order to in- implicate him as part of a larger scheme, mm-hmm. which is always my favorite. Let him commit more crimes so we can get him for something bigger. In broad daylight, mind you. Yes. Axel follows clues to Wonderworld theme park in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Axel learns that the man named Ellis DeWald, who killed his friend, is the head of security at Wonderworld. Uh, Kevin? Ellis pronounces it as Wonderworld. And Ellis DeWalt. <laughs> Ellis DeWalt has a, a wonderful reputation. Everybody's like, he's the man of these great. He's the law enforcement man of the year. Yes. Axel later finds out that DeWalt is running a counterfeit money ring with Wonderworld as a front. The park's owner, Uncle Dave Thornton, has been giving information <laughs> to Axel. I love Uncle Dave. So DeWalt Dave. shoots Uncle Dave and frames Axel. Axel sets out to prove himself innocent, and the movie culminates with an after-hours gunfight at Wonderworld. Jim, TJ, unless you have anything else to mention, let's get into the characters. Let's do it. <laughs> Eddie Murphy as Detective Axel Foley. My name is Axel Foley. I'm a Detroit police officer, and it is a tremendous surprise for Mr. DeWall to have me standing right next to him right now. You know, right now I can feel his body tingling. Fun fact, Sly Stallone dropped out of the original movie because of orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> is he a pulp guy or no? I don't know. No I think it would have been funnier Sylvester if he dropped. Sylvester Stallone originally in the Axel Foley role, but reportedly pulled some diva behavior, dropped out weeks before production was to begin over a dispute about the particular brand of orange juice in his trailer. It would have been funnier if he had a dispute over orange juice Jones. That would have been even better. I, I don't want the rain. I want the B-side. <laughs> uh before Eddie, Jerry, yeah. Before Eddie Murphy took over the role, actors Al Pacino, <laughs> Mickey Rourke, and James Caan were all considered for the part. Jesus James Caan makes this movie. There's no Beverly Hills Cop 2. Please explain to me. If, if Joe Pesci did it, though. Oh, my God. It'd be incredible. Was the name still going to be Axel Foley? Oh, my <laughs> God. Can you imagine Jimmy Caan being Axel Foley or Al Pacino? Oh, they would have changed his name to like Alex, Alex Fulton. <laughs> Uh, Judge Reinhold as Sergeant Billy Rosewood. They promote you to captain or something? I'm D-D-O-J-S-I-O-C. The J.G. Jojo C? What is that? It stands for Deputy Director of Operations for Joint Systems Interdepartmental Operational Command. Hector Elizondo as Detective John Flint. The Taggart allegory right there. Timothy Carhart as Ellis DeWald, head of the security at Wonderworld. John Saxon as Oren Sanderson. Teresa Randall as Janice Perkins. Anyone else worth mentioning? George Lucas. George Lucas. There you go. Excuse me. Hey. That's not fair. Maintenance. I got to go grease the chain. Yeah, dry sound. Sorry. Come on, let's go. As yeah, concerned man. Weirdest cameo ever. There's a few cameos in this one. Um, Bronson Pinchot, we mentioned. That there's, a, there's a few cameos in the background of this one. I that, think the one guy in the bar they focus on, he's the older gentleman with the longer gray hair when they reveal that Axel Foley mm-hmm. killed Uncle Dave. Did you hear? Somebody shot Dave Thornton. Somebody shot Uncle Dave? 
He's somebody. I think Joe Dante's in this. Okay. Somewhere, um, which we love Joe Dante. Friend of the show. Which actor or actress gives a passable performance? Does any non-lead character steal scenes? TJ. Any non-lead character? Yeah, not Annie Murphy. All of the half-nude women that walked by in the background. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was pretty nice. There were a couple uh, whores in the police station. Yeah. There were. There were some quality hoes. What about those kids the uh, at the theme park? What? You mean the kids and in the, the ride? seven lady. Oh, hell yeah. That fucking shout out to the 227 lady. She's in the grandma. Look, it's okie dokie. Who have your brother? Don't let him get away. I got to load my camera. Is she still alive? No. There's no way in hell. <laughs> uh, There's absolutely no way. Speaking of uh, still being alive, anytime I see Hector Elizondo pop up, I, I dig it. Attention all cars in the vicinity of Wonderworld. Proceed there immediately. We have a 1019, 1045, and 1222 in progress. Why am I not surprised? Ne it's necessary roughness. How can you not like him in necessary roughness? Pretty woman. You know what? I have two. First of all, I love Timothy Carhart as Ellis DeWalt. He just plays that weird smug prick. He plays mm -hmm. a great prick. He went berserk. He was firing a weapon in the park. My God, there are hundreds of small, innocent children around. Shout out to Gil Hill as Inspector Todd. Because I just found out I was today years old. He was a legit inspector at the Detroit Police Department. He did all three of these movies. He was a retired inspector who ended up going to the rank of commander. And he had an unsuccessful run for mayor of Detroit. Oh. So he was as Detroit lost. as anybody. Till Kwame Kilpatrick. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's his fault that for this movie because maybe it was like, Eddie, listen, you're too outlandish. <laughs> Bring it back down to earth if you want to be a realistic Detroit cop. The one, what I don't get is his death scene in this movie because he says his final line way too clear for a guy that took three shots, one to the chest, two to the back. You think that was his first bullet? No, he's in character. He's he he's taken like 20 shots in his but life. why the fuck is he not wearing a bulletproof vest is it because he's an old grizzled veteran and he doesn't believe in that shit he doesn't have to he, he doesn't he doesn't see as much action he usually sends in the SWAT team but Axel messed it up plus as a guy who is an actual Detroit police officer you think he'd hold a gun more properly instead of <laughs> out in front of his chest like this not even looking down the sights it was so heavy he, he probably hasn't carried one hadn't carried one in years I mean on the streets of Detroit you got to deal with those street punks and doing the nuke Fuck it. What if Robo actually, yeah, exactly. Ro to you? Shout out to the guy that played Fulbright in this movie. God damn it, Foley. We spent a whole fucking year with our noses up to Walt's ass. We are this close to locking this thing up. And you, you piss all over us. Because he seems like he would have been the guy chosen to be Robocop. Not in one or I, two, but Robocop I wanna, three. I want to cross over where there's a shared universe between Axel Foley and Robocop. Beverly oh, Hills happen. Robocop. What are you doing today, Robocop? <laughs> Robocop, you know what's wrong with you. You know what's wrong with you, Robocop. <laughs> you kiss you my always, <laughs> You always walking around here. Let me get some oil for you. <laughs> oil you all up. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'd be the best. All right, let's talk about our best scenes for Beverly Hills Cop 3. All right, and TJ, you, uh, you want to shoot us up? Oh, man, so many good scenes. Uh, the most action-packed scene, when they're on that weird... Uh, that Ferris wheel the ride? Ferris the wheel, yeah, yeah, the spider it's so ride. so well yeah. done. Code red on the spider. Wonderworld. 
think George Lucas was second director on that scene. He actually directed that. And we looked, we did some research. That was really Eddie Murphy doing those uh, stunt scenes. It. Amazing. So that was the Tom Cruise, the security <laughs> at Wonderworld want Axel Foley out of the park, and essentially he runs towards this ride, tries gets on successfully, but then the security guard breaks the controls. Yeah, because who doesn't just want to just fucking start pulling levers? The ride starts spinning uncontrollably and Axel's reaction is to exit the cage that he's (laughs) in and then hop from spinning cage to spinning cage. Let's set the scene, everybody. This is not just like a basic Ferris wheel. It's like a double caged Ferris wheel routine. It, you know, goes from side to side. So it's very ornate, but Axel decides to let's go Super Axel finds a massive rope who just, you know, what kind of maintenance guy in any amusement park? Gotta have a rope. It's true. I don't know if you, but a rappelling rope, which blows my mind. Axel goes airborne. At one point, he's completely upside down. He saves the kids. He he's saves a hero. kids. He's a fucking hero. RoboCop couldn't do that. <laughs> no way. Could you no imagine way. RoboCop climbing up there? He would jump there? onto the next cart and it would just fall down and kill everybody, <laughs> kill the person under Dead or alive, you're coming with me, kids. <laughs> I can sustain this fall. He just stays in there until the whole thing just topples over. Doesn't RoboCop, he does have like rockets in his feet, right? Where he can propel and in shit. In the later ones. Yeah. yeah. What's RoboCop's fall damage? How much can he take? Oh, yeah. Fucking any type of damage. Speaking of taking gunshots, Criterion edition of RoboCop, he gets shot no less than 374 times. It's fucking violent. Oh, wait. The cri- there's a Criterion yeah, of RoboCop? I have it. Oh, the yeah. Unedited cut? Oh, yep. yeah. That oh, scene basically, where- the only difference is that RoboCop gets, Murphy gets shot a lot more. He gets annihilated. Like, they're blowing yeah, they off his arms that, and yeah. shit. Yeah, he gets cut. He gets turned into pulp. Is that yeah. still, is it still, they still got that? I got it. I'll let you borrow yeah. it, dude. It's oh, fucking man. awesome. Watch that scene over and over. I remember seeing that as a kid. Scared the oh, shit out of me that scene scared me. I remember my dad watching RoboCop. I loved it when like, I was a kid. I loved the movie, but yeah. that scene when Murphy's laying on the ground, you know, with the bullets, I'm like, God, that's... He's just moaning for his life as they're blowing off every body part. Yeah, but somehow I enjoyed the scene where the dude gets turned into sludge. Yeah, he gets hit the Paul radioactive McLean. stuff, and then he gets hit by the car, and it just splatters on the windshield. Speaking about a guy that looked like he splattered on a windshield, my favorite scene is Hector Elizondo getting pissed at the Wonder World theme song. That scene, to me, seems like Hector Elizondo coming to the realization that I'm in Beverly Hills Cup fucking three and this movie is awful. I don't want to hear this Wonder World song again because, quite frankly, you hear the song throughout this movie. You want to hear Axel F. You don't want to hear the Wonder World theme song. Yeah, now it's stuck in your head and you will never be able to not forget the song. So, but Hector Elizondo channeled all of us with that scene i got the uh, chop top dudes dance number now here's motown's own diana ross and the supremes and come see about me Oh, yeah, that makes no sense. It starts off the movie with a real weird tone. Oh, that's what Chop Chop 
dudes do though they just dance around they don't have real jobs so you got to have fun they're just they're doing like a, a choreographed a routine dance routine to whatever you know doo-wop song or whatever it is and it's just it's real and it goes on for so long it's the only comedy in this movie yeah, it's kind much? of a shame that they get murdered though yeah they're criminals but they seem like nice people well when when ellis dewald comes in with his goons and they blow these dudes away with desert eagles and whatever else they have They've done that how many times? Oh, a ton of times. They didn't need to kill these dudes to retrieve those crates, but they did anyway because they like doing it. But the thing that I brought up, too, they had to kill those guys because as soon as they revealed the guns in the suitcase, the the fucking towels that were covering them said Wonder World Hotel. Yeah. Right. Why don't you just give yourself away even more? You got another one, Tej? Oh, man. When he eats the taco. We got well. First off, are we sure that it's a taco? It looks like the world's chewiest taco that's been under a heat lamp for about six hours. The way he bit it, it looks like someone who eats who's eating a taco who doesn't have teeth. And once again, everybody, we are referring to the Hector Elizondo part where he's sitting in the car, hearing police code come over, and he know Axel fucked up again at Wonder World. That is the the softest taco I've ever seen, and had a hard shell. If it was, if it was that small he would you just, a, you just throw the whole thing in your mouth yeah. oh he half-assed it cops how many tacos you eat jim and uh, how many have i eaten one time like hot dog levels yeah because I, I jimmy ate hot dogs do you I, think that's too many hot dogs uh With, no i the, thank you i'll tell you last week i had eight I again had, the other day i haven't had a hot dog in like a couple years yeah so i went and bought some hot dogs I, what is it like what's two packs it's like an oh that'd be like, 16 hot dogs I ate like 12 hot dogs. No way. Yes. I was so hungry. Like I with couldn't bun, stop with bun with bun. Oh yes. my God. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. It was because I hadn't eaten them in so long and I just kept eating. Them. All right. I, it I, might, it was actually in the, in the two days I ate all 16 in like a day and a half. That's and amazing. The best way to cook a hot dog air in fryer. The air fryer. Yes. You crunch it up on the outside. Yes. And it's just perfect. It's like a grilled hot dog in your house. End the show now. We're eating hot dogs. <laughs> well. You got I, another one, Kev? I do. I was going to say first, I always enjoy that scene in a movie, a cop eating in a car. It's the best. Like uh, Gary Busey in Point Break. Mm-hmm. He wants two meatball subs. <laughs> two. Hey, Utah. Give me two. two. I got Ellis DeWald Man of the Year. What are you going to do, Axel? I couldn't do nothing. I just want to hear the man speak. To keep a park like Wonder World a safe, wholesome family environment in difficult times like these is an enormous challenge. But my friend, Alice DeWald, has done just that. It's the weirdest. So they're having this private law enforcement. You brought up a great point. Yeah. Who sponsors this event? Why are they in tuxedos? Why are there so many people there? It's like the Grammys. Ellis DeWalt accepting his over-the-top eagle statue. <laughs> American Eagle <laughs> yeah. Employee of the Month and award. That might be the most expensive regular scene in the movie. Yeah. 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 With all they, those extras. Ton of extras, set. ton of tuxedos. Mm-hmm. They had to rent out the room. Eddie Murphy does like the stereotypical in every movie Eddie Murphy. Ellis DeWalt! Ellis DeWalt! Does the clapping. Gets on stage, tells him he's going to pay him back with interest, and then proceeds to deck, to him. deck him in front of everyone. Yeah. And it, it's that's great. It's just awesome. Uh, big shout out to my next scene here. Bronson Pinchot yeah. is back as Selge. I don't believe this. Aquel. Aquel Folly. Aquel Folly. You crazy thing. What you doing here? Serge. Serge. 
sales. Sales. Look at your head. Yeah, I love it short. Yes, sir. Turn around. Have, uh, would you Turn around. <laughs> I don't believe how perfect you look. And then finally, you have black hush poopies, which are totally retro, which I love. You you put a really good package together. That's Serge yep. Serge. Where he's selling the annihilator. What is it? Annihilator 2000? Because everything about. near... 2000 Talking about get, getting a colonic getting a high colonic you do colonics i do colonics and you got healthy gums dude you fucking i love bronson pitcho in this role not that he had many roles he was either balky he did that weird movie with john larroquette where he was a psychic who did telekinesis i think it was called second sight and then he did this wow i love surging this my last one the whole finale the axel using the gatling gun that he mm -hmm. bought from serge and just the they did it in class act where they're yeah. having the chase scene through the wax museum detective billy rose with axel foley calls axel listen am i your friend i am your friend i'm sure you can explain everything or maybe you can't explain anything but you've got to turn yourself in man i'm going to wonder world no wait for me axel this is sort of the same thing. Gunfight in the uh, Battlestar Galactica ride. Yeah. And then <laughs> alien attack shooting the for some reason after the parks closed, there's still a huge popcorn cart full of popcorn and yeah, she left over. And then the rides are still going. That's the employee bonus, Kevin. The rides like the the carousel still spinning. You still see the rides in the background, but essentially they chase each other through the ride operations, have themselves a, a nice little gun. There's fight. something fascinating about looking at the behind the scenes of any type of an amusement park, you just want to know what's going on in the deep tunnels, what the employees are up to. A lot of tacos, a lot of sex. <laughs> yeah. All right. If no one else has any best scenes, why don't we take a little break? Get out of the pool. Pool check. All right. We got a little two for one uh, pool check this week before mm -hmm. we're going to do some trivia. We're going to have a little game before we do that. Why don't we discuss our best Eddie Murphy performances? Okay, I'm down with that. Because Eddie Murphy's got this spectrum where he's on a cliff. There's not a lot of middle. It's either at one end of the spectrum, you've got fantastic, oh, great, hilarious Eddie Murphy, Oscar-worthy Eddie Murphy. At the other end of the spectrum is Kevin's worst movie now coming to America. Yeah, really bad. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, TJ's our guest. Oh man! Now I'm not saying the best performance means it's his best movie though. Okay. That, right. could be, that could be judged right. separately. Yes. It could be good in a bad movie. Exactly. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. My favorite is probably Vampire in Brooklyn. Okay. okay just from being a, a kid. Me and my brother used to always go around, this is my chest, this is my heart. I just went to, I just did the opposite, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's probably my favorite movie. But best performance is probably uh probably Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. What the first yeah. one or the second one? The second one. I just okay. you can't beat the uh you can't beat the opening scene where he's putting his suit on and he's doing the gun in the mirror. Oh, so the, badass in that one. I wish I could do that. I'm gonna start wearing suits and get a gun. <laughs> just flip it in the mirror. No pants. No pants. Kev, you wanna go next? Yeah, coming to America is his best. The second oh, one, huh? That's no, the best one. No. Your Coming favorite movie? America? No, see, that bothers me when they name movies a little too... Like, Tongue-in-cheek. Coming to America. It's like, it's coming to or America. Or it's the same, the same title, like Fast and the yes, Furious. The Fast and, and the, the Furious. furious. Fate right. of the Furious. Well, yeah. <laughs> coming to America was like the pinnacle of what Eddie Murphy was capable of comedically. Plus, it was his first time doing the multiple roles thing. Which he returned to that well, yeah, probably a couple too many times. But it's it's an iconic movie. He's great in it. He's so funny in that movie. And he honestly, when you think about it, a lot of the comedy in Coming to America is happening around him. Yeah, 
because he's like more reserved in that movie, but he's still hilarious. Boomerang is very underrated. Yes. Uh, Boomerang, Boomerang was a great. The soundtrack had ended the road on it from Boys to Men for fuck's sake. So shout out to that one. But for me, I'm going to say my favorite by far, the first Beverly Hills Cop movie. Yeah. It led, well, unfortunately, it led to this one, but the sequel was great. But did you guys dress Axel as Axel? I wasn't old enough. Well, I, I never had the now. Medford. Did you guys, you guys didn't have the. Department. You guys didn't have. Oh man, I always wanted the jacket as the kid. As a kid, that would have been great to have a Detroit Lions jacket. But then I'm like, I'm a Browns fan. Why the fuck am I wearing a Detroit Lions jacket? You know, people would know. You get the Jim jeans had, and the Adidas and the. I had a ton of. Jim had a jackets. good time in Detroit when we went, didn't you? Listen, I Ooh, never what are you ever doing went in Detroit. Who goes to Detroit? We went there for a U.S. soccer game. This is oh fuck. What year was this? 2010 something like that we went to detroit i've never been there before everything around like ford field and comerica park is super nice but you as you're going through downtown detroit it's i don't know if it's any different now maybe you start driving you see eminem just standing off it's it's every side street you just do rabbit not what you do every side street is everything you expect it to be like you just keep driving you hit a red light you fucking just drive through a red light did you stop at some local restaurant that's what i we did we did we ate at the traffic jam and snug that's what it was called it was a little it was like a bavarian place in uh, uh, like in <laughs> how we did not there get was like, like the only thing there that wasn't bulldozed pretty much uh, how we did not end up with horrible dysentery. Well, we looked it up and we tried to find like some sort of like um there wasn't everything was closed some sort of like you know diners drive-ins and dives type place yeah. some hip you know hip spot and a lot of people suggested this place no there was nothing hip no. about a bavarian place in the middle of downtown Detroit. What do you get yeah. there? Bavarian cream and... I don't even remember, remember what the got. fuck we ate. Hot dogs? It wasn't Bavarian I, hot dogs? It, it sure as hell ain't going to be the great eight hot dogs I ate last week and this week. Wait, are you a beef guy or pork guy? Uh, are we talking about hot dogs? Yeah. Just give me the lips and assholes, man. I don't give a fuck what it is. <laughs> oh, I'll it eat says that right on the package. <laughs> you know, just beef only. You know? But yeah, those are mine. Okay, that's that's a good one. I I will say I do really enjoy Adventures of Pluto Nash. Get the fuck out of here. You gotta rewatch it. I gotta, it's, it's took 20 years to make that movie it's insane no norbert no norbit you don't <laughs> no, know the title <laughs> exactly what about donkey and shrek that's a good that was he was very eddie murphy iconic for kids what about mulan yeah mulan everybody forgets mushu He's very great in animated stuff because he really hams it up dolomite is my name a few years ago dream girls you know oscar nominated both good performances how about trading places yeah very early on oh, that was his first. i might have to swap my trading places is my favorite yeah, yeah that's his great Really Which good. He brought Mortimer and Duke into coming to America. How great is that? That mm-hmm. was awful. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh <laughs> and then Nutty Professor. So he uh, returned to that playing multiple roles. Nutty Professor two with Janet Jackson, not so much. Yeah. And then, you know, Norbit and all that later on. So you think we'll get Nutty Professor three? I think we're gonna get and we'll talk about it a little later, but I think we're gonna get we're the gonna full get a blitz. Eddie Murphy retirement tour. We're He's gonna, gonna get round off everything with a nice trading three. places Beverly, again. Beverly Hills Cop four. Beverly Hills Cop four. We're gonna get Norbit two. We're gonna get Meet Dave again. So you just said Norbit. So I was right. No, you said Norbert. Oh, it's Norbit. No. Norbit. Well, yeah. I thought it was Nobbit. Who fucking cares? Isn't it Nobbit? I, he plays a. If he played a Hobbit and they called it Nobbit, I'd be all the fucking about it. All right, the so Nobbit. let's. We're gonna do some. The Nobbit sounds like it was uh, <laughs> a, Misty Monday, a Misty Monday movie. Hey guys, how's it going? Okay, we're hopefully an Eddie Murphy uh, question will come up in it's trivia. It's possible. Here we go. This week we're gonna spin the wheel. Make We've the deal. We've got 80s trivia, 90s trivia, TV, and We've wild got card. Wild card, which yes. is a wild card, and uh, so one of us will draw. A card the other two will try and answer jeopardy style 
for a point. And then once we've answered all the questions on that card, we'll spin again and we're going to rotate till each of us have asked six questions. All right. So I'm going to spin the wheel first. This will be heads up between Kevin and TJ. So here we go. Spinning the wheel, making the deal. What 1980 comedy does loud dresser and loud talker Al Chervik annoy the posh members of Bushwood Golf Course? Daddy check. All right, Kevin, one point. Dang. Hit action series Magnum P.I. takes place in what sunny U.S. state, which also gives its name to Magnum's favorite kind of shirt? Hawaii. You're right. Oh, is it Hawaii? Dang. Yeah. All right, Hawaii. Kevin. shirt. 2 Yeah. What 1989 Technotronic song commands you to get your body on the floor tonight? Pump it up. By the jam, right? Pop up the jam. We'll give uh, TJ okay. the, the point on that one. Two one. What book series that debuted in 1983 featured twins Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield? Oof. Twins. Babysitter Club. Nope. All right, TJ. What, what 1983 book series featured twins Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield? I can give a hint. They did turn it into an NBC Saturday morning TV show. Small wonder. You're out already. Well, then how come I didn't get a hint? Small wonder? (laughs) No, it's not small wonder. It is Sweet Valley High. Okay. Uh, Brittany Daniel. Sure. I love Joe Dirt. All right, here we go. This one's going to be a choice, multiple choice. Who is the skateboarding axe-throwing hero of the video game Hudson's Adventure Island? Is it Hudson, Master Higgins, or Master Blaster? Hudson. Master Blaster. Hudson? C. B. Both missed it. It B. He got it. Master Higgins. Okay. Matt, his name's Master Higgins. Master Higgins. Oh Not as God. bad as Master Bass from the toy, which we've covered <laughs> on a previous episode, Apple, Spotify, and Podbean. Final question on okay. this is a uh, special Stranger Things question. Ooh. Oh, man. Wait, Stranger Things? It'll be season one and two. That's what they cover. Never seen it. Oh, shit. Who is Mike speaking to when he says, if we're both going crazy, then we'll go crazy together, 11. right? Nope, not 11. He's talking to... Uh, Give me a name. Think Billy, of a name. Billy. Not Billy. Uh, you were called Billy what? is a character. I know. Is... I'll watch Stranger Things. Oh, you fucking liar. <laughs> it's Will. It's Will. That was well, my second guess. Will so is Billy. Two, two. I, I, he's called Billy to me. He's on the, you know. So Jeez. Kevin takes that one. No, it's 2-2. Two, two. Oh, it's 2-2, two, two, so we yeah. need a tiebreaker. Oh, we don't, because we're going to continue oh, to accumulate right. points. So Okay. TJ, I'll spin the wheel next, and then me and Jim will go. All right. Go okay. for it, TJ. Oh, fucking. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, there we go. I'm go hard ahead. at spinning. Is that spinning it's or am spinning. I? It's spinning. Oh, from the back, it doesn't right? look like it is. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm spinning. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> from the back, it doesn't look like it. Wow, that was a good spin. It's, it's still big spinning. Ass, it's a big ass it's still spin. spinning. Fuck you. I was spinning it small before. One dollar. You know? One dollar. All right. Is it TV? Okay. That one. Remember, say your name when you. Uh... This 1985 sci fi movie, Brazil, was partly inspired by what 1949 novel about future totalitarian state? What year was that again? 1985 movie. Brazil, directed the by Terry Gilliam, but don't know the book. The 1985 sci-fi movie was partly inspired by what 1949 novel about a future totalitarian state? 1984. That's correct. Fuck, that can't... F- bullshit. All right. I mean, it's set in 1985. Philip K. Dick, right? Mm-hmm. No, that was... Uh, oh, wait, no, he didn't write Orwell. It. Yeah, Orwell. There you go. Same thing. Sure. Close enough. They were both dicks. What environmental warning did Woodsy Owl often exclaim on Saturday morning TV commercials? What? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Oh. What environmental warning did Woodsy Owl 
His name is Woodsy. Oh. Ow. Only you can prevent. No, that's Smokey Often the Bear. Often exclaim on Saturday morning TV commercials. This is not I'll good. I'll give you a hint. He's, a, he's an owl. Don't, don't get kidnapped. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. Ah, fuck. Wow. Shit. Bullshit. All right. Okay, you guys, this, get ready. Because right. you guys should both get this. Yeah. Oh, shit. Here we go. Who had hits with Mr. Telephone Man? Oh, if sticks. It isn't love and cool it now. Oh, new, new edition. edition. Oh, oh you, said, you said sticks. Yeah, Kevin close. should get that. I Okay. Yeah. I'm not writing these down, right? Mm-mm. I should have said telephone line. So you got, do you have one? I have one. Okay, TJ had two. I'm up to four. Okay. In 1982, what rookie shortstop played in the first of a record setting 2,600? Cal Jr. Is that you or Kevin? I he said. didn't say junior. Oh, didn't I guess say, you beat me to yeah, it. Kevin gets the point. Which candy company sent 720 bags of their candy per month to the White House during the early 80s. Jelly Belly. That's correct. Yes! That's good. Reagan loved jelly beans. And now for the Stranger Things question. Here we go. When the kids are hiding out in the school in season one, what does Dustin search for? Because he believes the lunch lady has been hoarding it. Oh! I hate when you can see it, but... Chocolate you, milk. It's like a can, Isn't it a candy bar or something like that? I can give you a hint. Go ahead. Will Cosby loved it. Pudding. <sighs> Jello pudding. Oh, fuck. Jello. A pudding. Yeah, you're right. It's jello. It's chocolate pudding. Okay. But you did say chocolate milk, so. <laughs> All right. Okay, somebody's pretty much, uh, to catch up, somebody will pretty much have to clean the board with this round. Okay. 80s. All right. I'm going to 80s box. 80s. This, this did not treat me well last time. Pick a winner. No, Jim did not do good with the 80s. Did... I love the 80s. I used to party <sighs> hard in the 80s. All right. <sighs> he used to dress like Axel Foley. Yeah. <laughs> I was Matt Foley. You guys I lived ready? In Bond, River. Go. Who conducted White House press briefings for six years after James Brady was disabled? Oh, you shot in a Reagan assassination. March 30th, 1981. Um, Haig was the Secretary of State. Was it? Oh, uh, David Gergen? Was it Gergen? That was not Gergen. I don't know. It's Larry Speaks. Okay, yep. Appropriate name. Yeah, I would say so. Speaks. Pretty good as a White House press secretary. What? Speaks, kid. I love him. What WKRP in Cincinnati veteran went on to star in the short-lived Frank's Place? Was it Howard Hessman? Nope. Oh, I wasn't Johnny Fever. Is it uh, Gordon Jump? Gordon Levy. Eugene Levy? It was not. It was Tim Reed. Who directed the blockbusters Back to the Future, Remembering, Romancing the Stone, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Zemeckis. You are correct. It so was. I saw your hand go up. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, I was intimidated. You. <laughs> you put a, it was like a cobra. <laughs> what deadly ailment led to super absorbent rely tampons being yanked from the market in 1980? Toxic shock syndrome. You are correct. <laughs> what brat packer served as best man when Tom Cruise got hitched to Mimi Rogers? Was it Rob Lowe? No. It's a little surprising. Andrew McCarthy? I'm not familiar with the... Uh, Oh, Judd, Judd Nelson. No. <laughs> Come on. I named all the guys. I can think oh, of Oh, Emilio a- Estevez. Yes. So Jim got it. What Bonnie Tyler hit explained, your love is like a shadow on me all of the time. Total eclipse of the heart. There you go. Dang, man. Turn around. Yep. Every now and then. I don't know where we ended up number wise. I think you won, Kevin. I had, f- I think five. I wasn't. Yeah. I think I had four. Yeah. What did I have? Zero, negative one. So I know you had three. Yeah, he did pretty good, dude. All right. So I only wanted three because we were doing Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> Three. I wanted to keep with the theme. There you go. So no Eddie Murphy, um, Eddie Murphy questions. He was not in the Brat Pack. 
You also missed out on the Ooh. weird science. Oh, Anthony Michael Hall. Yes, Anthony Michael Hall, who was not Tom Cruise's best man. But <laughs> and speaking of Emilio Estevez, that new Mighty Duck shows. He on. looks. Let me it's, tell you, Emilio Estevez not aged well. No. He's eighty years old. What do you mean? He's a His pot, dad looks better than he's he does. A pot farmer. His man. dad's one hundred and twenty. He looks bad. Do they have work. all the Mighty Ducks on Disney Plus, or they don't? They probably don't. What the actual movies? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't, well, don't want to rewatch. Them. Kevin and I dispute D three quite a bit because they go backwards. They and go it, from being Team USA to a prep junior varsity. Team. And then the kid who played Gunner Stall in the second one is the antagonist shortly in three, which yeah. makes no sense. All right, let's get back in the pool. Everybody back in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our critical question this week. So it sounds as though Eddie Murphy is returning to the well for Beverly Hills Cop 4. And why not? Also, a bunch of different plots were originally floated out there for Beverly Hills Cop 3. We'll go around the room. What Beverly Hills Cop movie, whether it be three or four, would you want to see? I would do the opposite of what they were planning for the show. They had the Beverly Hills Cop show where he had his son. I would make him, geez. Maybe, maybe Axel goes to the FBI. Okay. So then that way, if we want to milk the franchise, it makes sense. Yeah. And he's then, been promoted uh, up through the ranks. He's joined the FBI. I'll buy that. Yeah. Instead of him being in Detroit, because I mean, obviously he hasn't, he hasn't done anything in Detroit. I mean, such a talented talent. Well, that's the one thing we don't really ever see much of Detroit. We see it very briefly in one and two and three. That's and that probably is why Detroit is in the state it's in. All their cops are going other yeah. places. <laughs> they have international jurisdiction, apparently, because they really wanted to send them to Scotland Yard, which yeah. is crazy to me. I mean, I could see that. You know, I was thinking they didn't really do any of the Beverly Hills cop things in three. He didn't do like the weird tech explanation, you know, where he like pulls out the piece of gum to mm-hmm. stop the alarm. So that's right. You know, you got to have something like that in there. But I would say maybe have the Beverly Hills cops come to Detroit to get some drugs. All right. Or something, you know, something. But, but they're so old now they should be promoted. I mean, cops don't work that long. You're going to tell me they're all detectives for like 40 years. Like they'd be retired on. He's a security guard at a retirement home where Hector Elizondo. And oh my all God. Of them Taggart. Are, Taggart. They're all in the retirement home. The one thing that you knew three was bad because John Ashton didn't even want to come back to play Taggart. That's mm-hmm. how you know it's bad. If Stallone would have been Axel Foley, Beverly Hills Cop 2 had Brigitte Nielsen in it. Oh, yeah. So imagine that, because I think they were still married, or did they just get divorced at that time? I think they were still married. Wait. Okay. Is she still messing with Flava Flav? No. Can we no, get they're long dumped. <laughs> Can we get him and Beverly Scott? I think she normalized oh. out. I think she did. Okay. Now, you could go the easiest writing route, whatever you want for to be. He just ends up becoming, he's been an inspector now for 25 years on the Detroit Police Force. He's Inspector Foley. And then some kid comes through the ranks who I see a lot of you and me when I was growing up. He gets blasted. I don't think you kill off. You mean Foley as inspector, as the inspector? No, the the kid, kid, the kid, his, the kid he's mentoring. He gets murdered. I could see, you know, you pull a lethal weapon four, and then you find out that the kid was murdered by some guy who is a fucking European Scottish terrorist. And then he goes over to Scotland because you know, that's the easy way out for all this writing thing. He goes back to Detroit because he feels like he needs to live up to the spirit and everything that Todd saw in him is a rookie punk who didn't want anything, but Todd mentored him up. He becomes inspector. He mentors up this kid. Kid gets shot. Scottish terrorist ends up in Scotland. Scotland Yard. 
Foley retires as now, king. I have of Zamunda. kind of a similar version, but Stop. now, <laughs> so Axel Foley and Eddie Murphy wanted to be serious so badly yeah. that he wanted to be Wesley Snipes. He wanted to be Denzel Washington. Now, Axel Foley, he's the captain. You yeah. know, he's the inspector. He's captain. He's very serious now. He takes the job very seriously. He runs a tight ship. There's a rookie that comes in. That's essentially Axel when he was a rookie. Yep. He doesn't do anything by the book. He's wisecracking. He's a joker. Causes a lot of trouble for Axel. Axel fails to see that that was him. So he's like really hard on this kid's back. Now, I think this should be Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Anthony Mackie. You know, essentially, same story. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily have to be from Detroit. He could be from Vegas or Tampa. I well, don't... we have to end up in Beverly Hills somehow. Right, exactly. So I think the case, whatever, takes them to Beverly Hills, and that's where they really, like, crack each other and find out that the rookie finds out Axel used to be the rookie, and Axel realizes that was me. And, you know, they kind of see eye to How eye. How about if you have, let's assume that Billy becomes the Bogomil character in Beverly yeah. Hills, even though in this one, he's the head of the DDOJSIOC. So whenever a criminal crosses between green lines, that's when the DDOJSIOC goes to work. That's very impressive, Billy. I control the green lines. And Axel, whoever controls the green lines control Southern California. What if he divulges stuff to this young upstart that's being mentored by Axel Foley, things like he never told him? Because if Axel is playing like the straight character, he's not going to divulge all the shit he used to break, all the laws right. he used to break. Enter Billy, who says, oh, I remember when... Remember when we went to that strip club twice? Yes, <laughs> exactly. And you know what? I don't know if John Ashton is still alive. So you could say Taggart died. Yeah. So he's given all these stories of no, him and Taggart. Alive. Is he? Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming at this point, though, you could still have Billy. Taggart would be long since retired because even in this one, they said he lives in Phoenix now. Yeah. But you could still have him in it, but he's getting introduced to all these stories. See, I see like Axel now is like so by the book, do yes. everything exactly right. But then he some, some moment calls for it and the rookie just goes. And does something reckless. Oh my God. Successfully. And then Axel realizes like Axel's really hard on him. Cause he's like, you know, you violated this code. You did this wrong, but he realizes like, okay, the kid just wants to be a good cop. But what if we get to that scene where Axel needs to be Axel one last time? Are we going to see a scene where he dusts off the Detroit Lions jacket or he yes. gives it to the kid yes, exactly. and then the yes. kid wears yes. it? Okay. It's like it actually starts at a Detroit Lions and game. it's got it. Exactly. <laughs> That's and where it's the gotta be. It's yes. got to be a comedic scene where he goes, you know, this means a lot to me. I want to give this to you. And he goes to give him the Lions jacket and he goes, the Lions suck. I hate the Lions. Like, <laughs> you need that. I'm a, I'm a Bears fan. Yeah. Or, you know, like whatever it is, it would be really fun. I think that's the best way to and do he it. he pisses on it. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. Let's talk about some logic. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. Okay, I'll go first. When Axel's dressed like Okie Dokie, <laughs> he knows the other Okie Dokie's wife's name. Hey, Louie, how goes it? Fine, nice to see you. Say hello to Irene. You bet, see you around. Which is weird, Irene. Yeah, he's like, all right, say hi, hi to Irene for me. He also does the Okie Dokie shuffle to the very ignorant kid. Hey, Okie, do the Okie shuffle. Okie dokie, okie dokie, okie dokie, okie that's not right. It's like this. Hey, listen, kid. I'm Okie Dokie, and I changed the steps. You got a problem with that? You're supposed to be nice to me no matter what I do. Oh, you little 
fucking okie He's like, here's the okie dokie shuffle. Okie dokie dokie. The kid does the same thing, yes. even though he said he did it wrong. Yeah, why didn't the kid, like, I don't know what the script called for, but the kid should have did like a cartwheel or something. You think? Or like a jumping jack and been like, that's not the okie dokie shuffle. This is. And then he, he proceeds to do the exact same thing that Axel just did. And then the kid fucking slugs him. Yeah. By all rights, he should have beat the shit out of the kid. Which that's logic too, because the kid's nine and Axel's wearing a giant elephant. padded elephant suit. And he acts like he just took like a. He took a whole hardcore yeah, punch. like a gut punch. But he throws a kid in the fountain, so. You got any logic issues in this movie, TJ? There are a lot. Oh man, I don't think so. It's so it's such a logical movie. You know? <laughs> Get the very fuck out tight of and written it's perfectly. Very, yeah, it's you know there's no holes in this movie. Like I the mean, microwave and the machine gun. That's totally normal. I like, mean, obviously the whole the guy, the okie dokie guy, he knew his wife's name because there's a whole hour that they had to cut out of the film. You mean the Snyder cut? He, the Hills cut yeah, and there's a Landis cut where it's five hours <laughs> long. He spends a whole right. you know three weeks undercover. He's learning how to be a mascot. Yeah, because once they get him, they have facial recognition software because it's the 90s, you know, and uh, he has to wear the suit so they can't see him. There's one big flaw to your statement of this is a very logical movie. At the very end, after Axel saves the day, they give him a mascot. Uncle Dave recovers from his multiple gunshot wounds, which it appears that gunshots really don't hurt that many people that well. Well, in this he movie. was only 50. I mean, he was on, Uncle Dave was fucking goddamn 150. He presents him Axel Fox as the new mascot of Wonder World. And then they break the fourth wall, and then the high school band that was there at Wonder World that day proceeds to play Axel F. I am so very, very happy to introduce to you our new character in Wonder World, named after a man who's most responsible for my being here today. So within this world, you're telling me every time Foley is around that like everybody knows, hey, this is legendary Axel Foley. You play his fucking song. Well, you didn't you didn't know, Jim, but in the canon of the universe back in Detroit, when he saved the Detroit marching band. Yeah, he uh, they actually made a song for him. Was this the scene where he saved them from getting hit with a truck full of cigarettes? <laughs> no, this is bef- this is b- before the movie. Oh, before there's the movie. A, there's a novel that uh, there's a, a canon novel. Okay, that you know the Adventures of Axel Foley. Okay, and they talk about how he saved the Detroit marching band. It's very Buckaroo Bonsai, and uh, they made that song for him in universe. So I should have known. God damn it! I need to read sheet, Wikipedia. Sheet now that over, yeah. that plays into the whole idea of you could make a another Beverly Hills Cop movie where all this like hanging from the spider ride and saving kids and stuff could give him this celebrity it's status. Canon. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, which actually transitions well to my next one. When he's hanging from the spider ride and holding on to these kids, he jumps what's got to be, what, 50 feet? It's a huge fall. He falls 50 feet while holding two children, manages to hang on to them, and... Of course, the the typical, the rope's going to snap on the on the ride. The cage falls directly towards them, but somehow survives the 50-foot fall, holding the kids, and dives out of the way in time. Uh! 
any other normal human being, their leg would have had a compound fracture. Yes. Both. Both of those kids, he would have dropped both of the kids. <laughs> They're dead. Yep. <laughs> Everybody just stands there and watches. It makes no sense. He actually used their bodies to... The cushion the fall. Yeah, he that's throws he them lit. down and then lands off. <laughs> that's why they arrested him so fast. They just threw the bodies at the parents. Oh yeah, my God. everything about that scene is actually very problematic because the security employee who breaks the ride, who pushes the ride operator out of the way and then grinds the gears... Smart idea. The lawsuit for all of those people that were stuck on that ride... They would sue the park. The park would review and be like, a security guard pushed the ride operator out of the way. There would be no Wonderworld anymore. No, Wonderworld would be, you know, property of everyone that was on the ride. Pretty much. And then also, it sort of seems like the park just continues to operate after something like that happens. Yeah, like just- one of our rides breaks, falls apart. A guy jumps from it, saves a bunch of kids. And then it's just like business as usual. Everybody's we'll still what, in line. What happened was... The sec- that's this is how you become elite security of Wonder World, or is it Wonder World? Yes, yeah, Wonder World. Alex <laughs> DeWalt. Okay, Alex DeWalt. Ellis, not Alex. Alex. Alex DeWalt. Alex. 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 He actually brought out a ton of the counterfeit money, and he just handed out stacks. That's how you keep things under wraps in, yeah. in the Wonder World. That, you know that would make sense. There are a lot of things I've said would be great to have for the studio. The the McDonald Land pizza. I really want the Axel Foley kiss my ass dollars yeah. from Wonderworld. I'm sure you can get them. I'm, I'm pretty sure we could fucking make them right now. But yeah, that's a good one. Another big one. You need the Photoshop skills of that one security guard oh my God. who just brings I mean, up. He just types a, a couple ding, of ding, keys ding, ding. and then there's a giant dollar bill on the screen. Oh, In 90s tech, you know, experience, he was a genius. Yeah. I mean. He was a beyond his time. Yeah. I, yeah. He now, was Doctor Who. The hardest thing about <laughs> making counterfeit money is how do you obtain the papers printed on The actual stock. They never explain it in this movie. They never say how Ellis DeWald and his goons get a hold. They don't go through all this. Yeah. They're just like, no, he's making paper. Meanwhile, in, in, in Lethal Weapon 2, it's like they got, they got to get all. What was it? Is it Lethal Weapon 2? Which, uh, the counterfeit money? Get the, is it three? I think it's three. They got to get the prints. They got to get yeah. the equipment. The yep. guy's an artist and he has to write it, you know. Not a Wonder know, World. It's like they just print it, you know. There's yeah. one big last logic issue. And TJ and I brought this up near the end where Axel is finally surrounded by the security forces of Wonder World. After he's been fired at by a silenced pistol in the middle of a crowd, mind you, nobody reacted to it. They have Axel surrounded. They all brandish their guns. Axel could have made a beeline directly behind him over a ride and out. The fucking security forces aren't going to start opening up and firing ash at, you know. I mean, we're in California in the 90s and there's a there's a black guy running around, you know. It <laughs> were all he would have got shot. I mean, that guy with the camcorder, what they, is that, that like? That fucking guy was just planted there. It? It's like 240p. Yes. They would have they would have gave him a wad of cash and took the camera. That's that's the 90s for it's you. It's a that's VHS camera. Oh my god. So what? They're gonna shoot him out. They're gonna take him they down they below. They would have not hesitated. They would have shot him right there in front of everybody. And then like everybody, calm down. Well, they here's a thirty-five dollar ticket pass to come in next week. No, they would have gave him a hundred thousand in fake cash to the camera guy. He wasn't even looking at him. He's probably like, get out of my way, Mister Black Man. And <laughs> I'm, trying Black to, I'm trying to get my kids on the dragon roller coaster and uh yeah he would have been dead i mean that's the logic yeah, part true, they man. had you know private security they weren't even cops they probably hated him more than a real cop would but you know he might be a legend with the real cops that's why they didn't respect him in wonder world because it was a private police force <laughs> meanwhile that's why he was axel, the law enforcement man of the year axel's like 
in the actual LAPD with like a smile. He's got like a pic. They got a picture of him. Up oh, there, my God. You know? Also, shout out for the $35 admission fee that Axel Foley thought was ridiculous to get into Wonder World. Yeah, if only. If if, only still- that's a hundred dollars. That's like five hundred dollars today. Money. Yeah. With a fast pass ultra plus Supreme water bottle entry. Yeah. Well, how much is a ticket? Thirty five dollars. Thirty five dollars. That allows you and your party access to all the ride shows and attractions. Wait a minute, look, I, I, I don't want to go on any rides, okay, and I don't have any parties, just me, and all I want to do is talk to the director of security. Is there a problem, sir? Yeah, I'll tell you what the problem is, $35, that's what the problem is. Well, if the admission seems high, we suggest you go down the road to Fantasy Park. You might find their ticket price more to your liking, sir. Kevin and I know that all too well about Cedar Point. It's too pricey. How did Axel type in and kiss my, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah there's enough. a perfect logic no issue. Excellent. You know, how did he know Photoshop? He got his own picture into the computer. If he knew how to do that, he should have explained to everyone in front of everybody to see how he got the cash. You just won because how did he get his? Yeah, that. Yeah, no, uh, excellent. How to me the picture is the biggest thing. Like it's perfectly type and kiss my ass or whatever, but like totally different design. Yeah, he. It's not like he just modified a dollar bill that was already on the screen. He put it, himself in the computer. In 1994, it was really difficult to get your photo onto a computer. Yeah, You're you talking to a girl on, on chat. <laughs> you want to send her a photo. You couldn't just do that. No. You would just scan a Polaroid. How did I never realize that? That's you know? fucking yeah. I imagine that they use a camera. So all the fake money, they actually dressed up to security as the dead presidents. So they, <laughs> that's how they got the picture. It's so. like the Nick Papa Giorgio ID <laughs> in uh, Vegas Vacation. Pretty much. Just holds it up and takes oh, the picture. Brilliant. All right. Uh, what is the legacy of this movie uh they're making a fourth one yeah they are i mean there's two very good ones and then probably two very bad ones kevin and i thought for the longest time kevin did some deep research on this yeah we thought and we've been told we both heard this that this was originally started to be filmed and it wasn't a beverly hills they wrote a script that the studio essentially was like this wasn't a beverly hills cop movie but we're just going to replace the characters. They're going to pull a diehard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they're just going to plug in Axel Foley into the, into the might've been good if they did that. <laughs> Maybe they would have been a much better. better movie. Yeah. You guys know about the show, right? No, they actually, I think gonna they be shot CBS, a pilot, right? Well, I don't know what channel, but they shot a pilot with, uh, Brandon T Jackson, the guy from Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And, uh, he was going to play his son and Eddie Murphy was going to take a back seat he was just going to be the was it the commander or whatever. The inspector. The inspector. So they filmed, a, they filmed some? They filmed it, but they never released it. Oh, and then actually, see that. Brandon T. Jackson, they ended, up, they ended up not liking him or something like that. And then actually, Brandon T. Jackson, they offered for him to audition. This is what he says. I saw an interview with him a couple, like a year ago. He, they offered him to audition for Coming to America. But he's like, no, I already played his son in that. So I don't want to play his son in that. And so this was what? Maybe less than 10 years ago, probably. Yeah, it was so, I mean, around Tropic Thunder, probably after. This is like inevitable because they've made TV shows out of every like lethal weapon. I'm surprised and, they didn't do it in the 90s. Like, yeah. Because that was the thing. Like anytime a hit movie was a hit. Yes. It's like, oh, we got to make a make show. A TV like, show, right. Bill and Ted show. Now, I wonder how much this probably came after a lot of those Eddie Murphy duds. Because oh. I, I have a hard time believing Eddie Murphy would be willing to participate in this. No. Depends on what round of TV it was. Yeah. Well, he did have the, we were talking about the Eddie Murphy productions. Yeah. He did. They, he's been around with that for a while. And, uh, 
he was producing a coming to America show. Did you guys ever see that? No, no. There's actual footage of that online. I got to check that out. But they, the studio screwed him over. So they put it on in the summer during like baseball season or something like that. And they gave it a terrible time, but it was starring, um, what's his name? The guy from living color. Damon Wayans, not the Wayans, the other, the one of the other, Tommy Davidson was his brother or a relative of him. And he gets kicked out of uh, Zamunda and he comes here and then for some reason his sidekick is the guy who does the singing. He does these announcer Randy guy. Watson? No, they're not the no, singer. The, He's the announcer guy. The, the she's, guy. she's the queen to be. Yeah. Guy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And, uh, and he's the he's that guy. Okay. And it's it's it, there. I don't know if it's like actual episodes online or if whatever, but there's footage of it online. But they kind of like the way they did it. And Tommy Davidson didn't like it. So, cause it was supposed to be coming off of coming to America and you know, it's, you know, all like these strong black characters and apparently they hired a lot of like really famous like white writers that like wrote like, Uh, so it it like the old, like, uh, well they like the, uh, what are some of the hit sitcom? Like the guy, Larry David. No, like the guy (laughs) who wrote a lot of the seventies sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, different strokes. Okay. And, um, What's the one with the family, the black family? Is it different? Webster. Show? The one, the big one with Jefferson. Johnny Walker. No. Is it John, oh, oh. Might? yeah. Di- yeah I, fuck. Yeah, Finish. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Good times, show. good times. Good times. Yeah. But he, he he hated that. He didn't want it to be like that. He wanted it to be very like schlocky. to America. Yeah. yeah. And they were making it like that. That's why um, That's why the dad left because he hated okay. the way they were writing his character. But uh, yeah, there's there's coming to America. Huh. So, but same thing. He he wasn't a he wasn't against TV. He just uh, he I just I just looked up Eddie Eddie Murphy Productions and looks like he produced most of his his own movies. Yeah. Save money that way. But as soon as he got big, I yeah. Think it was but much, it, yeah. the uh, the things it looks like that weren't his projects that he produced were the PJs which was an animated series okay and then something called the royal family and it was like a black sitcom it looked like so I think did- that was uh, that might have been the uh that might have been it I think yeah uh, the coming it was I don't know if it was called coming to America or okay. something like so that. let's see what this is I don't know what the name of it was okay yeah this actually this Al Royal and his wife Victoria just settled down to retire when their daughter Elizabeth Newly divorced from a man that Al had always hated, moved back home with her three children. So it's just like a family sitcom. There was also, because you can't have a movie, Kevin and TJ, without having a video game. Yeah. The Beverly Hills Cop, based off the first movie, with elements of only the third movie. I just can't imagine Was introduced in Europe only in 2006. And one of the biggest blunders, I will link YouTube video in the show notes. This game came out in like pretty early good. 06, yeah. as yeah. far as I can tell. 2006, you can't really see the scene. Um, when the Beverly Hills Cup uh, property was hot. Was super hot. I mean, everyone was into it. Everyone couldn't stop talking about it. Actually, it's probably closer to the ringtone. Yeah. If you really want to. And it, considering the territories this game came out in, which is where the ringtone was really popular. Yeah. I, I don't even want to think about the meetings that led to this game happening. Cra- crazy Art? Frog is why this exists. But okay, let's uh, let's let's get in here. They fucked up the game so bad they did not even <laughs> give Eddie Murphy had nothing to do with this. The Axel Foley character in this movie is white. Oh, or in the game is white. They didn't even shade He's him. White? He's alone. He's, He's white. white. I will show you a video of this. But Wait, they is made it old up. source code that they just plopped out in 2006. Or? No, it was was released by Sony PlayStation Two. 
for only Europe. Okay, so foreshadowing to early next season, we're going to do a very special pool check. If you were to make a Beverly Hills Cop video game for any console, what would you want it to include? More Ooh. car chases, more shootouts, more RPG, just talking to people on the street. <laughs> Could you imagine a Final Fantasy game that's Beverly Hills Cop? Perfect. <laughs> a it would God. just be a GTA game, really. I mean, yeah. I think that'd be the best way to do GTA, it. GTA. Yeah. You could go to Detroit and Beverly Hills and that's it. It's, no other maps. Seriously, that's all you need. Oh, no. They would have DLC and it would be the Wonder World map. Oh, yeah. You would do shit yes. like that to get your yeah. money. Or you could do the thing that everyone's doing now. where Have they, sex with they Uncle take, Dave. They, t- <laughs> they take the 80s, like an 80s movie and they, they uh, you know, like the uh, Friday the 13th game and yep. the Halloween game. Yeah. And like, so, you, you, you know, one person would play uh, Axel and the other four could play like okay, Billy Taggart, security. Flint, no, Bogomil. Like, it's usually one person's the main character, you know, like the Predator okay, game I, and I got the alien. And that I was got the Walt. It. You know what the plot of Beverly Hills Cop video game is? It's the fucking Scotland Yard thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how because, you get it back. Because they don't they didn't it didn't work as a movie but they've got a, a written script sitting around and it's cheaper and it's cheaper just use the script the scotland yard script and you can just hire any british actor well, to do we play hire that. eddie murphy to play everybody no he'll want too much money you no, get somebody we'll, there's who's like a professional hey, we'll eddie murphy the impersonator who's pretty good get that get charlie murphy he Rest died fuck did i do it again <laughs> jim jim's not aware oh, that anybody, he's only been everybody. dead like five years jim's not aware that anybody has passed on shit he's always like suggesting people <laughs> yeah <laughs> get him life bucks how many life bucks do you get charlie murphy to play <laughs> oh my in god the beverly like hills 10, life video bucks. game well it's you know ghostbusters did that when they did the 360 and ps3 game essentially they took the plot of that they were gonna use the unreleased yeah. ghostbusters 3 plot and and they did and it. they made it a video it's game another it's game super i still fun. need to so play that's what they should do it's with a remaster you should pick it up i should yeah, yeah, remaster it recently beverly hills cop video game should should be that it should be you could play detroit beverly hills you could go to scotland yard that's the new part of the plot i'll play eddie yeah i'll volunteer <laughs> And then there's online multiplayer. You have to have online multiplayer. But everyone refuses to play anybody else but Axel. So it's a bunch of Axels running around. <laughs> you can get it right now on eBay in good kit for $11.79 with only $4 in shipping shipping and handling from Germany. So I get it. So the only difference in avatars on online is that people don't want to wear the Detroit Lions jacket, so they just change it to whatever team they like. Uh, if this it's is a German release. It's, it's the brown one. Yeah, there's a ton. There's just a ton of different what's a what's a eddie what's a axel catchphrase he never had one you steal any vehicle <laughs> in beverly hills cop the video game laughing. and it's just axel f <laughs> it just all. plays on loop <laughs> the 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 unless you go to wonder world and then you can ground. hear the wonder world theme all right i think we've exhausted the legacy of beverly hills cop three why don't we do some plugs? This is your lifeguard, Matt. Whether you're just dipping those toes or diving into the deep end with us, thanks for listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Once again, Pool Sceners, thank you for checking out the pod this week. Remember, if you want to know what's going on, any updates, any exciting things coming around the corner, check us out on Facebook and Instagram 
at Pool Scene Podcast. Also at Pool Scene Pod on the Twitter. Also, if you want to drop us a line, send us an email at Pool Scene Podcast at gmail.com. Any movie ideas. We have some amazing movies coming up. If there's a movie you want us to cover, let us know. You're on the journey with us. And now back to Kevin. All right. You have found the landing strip. Uh, I don't have a lot going on with the landing strip. Just been uh, swamped at work. It's almost Easter, and that's that's it. Now, I watched that Bee Gees documentary that you suggested. Wow. It's incredible. It's amazing. I have a new... You're probably disappointed because you didn't see Andy Gibb join the Ramones. No, he did not join the Ramones, but I did like near the end that you saw him on stage with the Bee Gees. Join the Bee Gees and then died of a drug overdose. As they are doing disco demolition yeah. night. All it was was a Nazi book burning, yep. which... You don't know until you get older, but they had a guy that worked at Comiskey yeah. Park. It was an usher. Yeah. Who it was. If you bring in a disco album, you get it for 98 cents. So he noticed all the albums that were coming in were all. They were like Marvin Gaye. They, they were, were all like, black yeah, artists. Yep. And then they blew all the shit up in the end. He's like, this was the biggest racist thing I've ever been in my life. And yep. it's very true. I had no idea. Like you said, BGs have been around since the 50s. They've had hits or have wrote hits for other people They're, they had 20 oh, years yeah they had 20 years before that falsetto bgs that everybody knows that staying alive and saturday night fever soundtrack before that bg 67 was they a had big year. 20 years of B i mean that massachusetts song was oh, so great so good i started a joke so great and then even more fascinating for me is after that disco demolition night ended the bgs they were they singled out song they were singled out exclusively as being this is the problem. And the, they weren't even disco band. They never labeled no. themselves a disco. But then they wrote songs for all those other artists throughout the 80s. So they found a way to be relevant yes. no matter what. Yep. That's what they was so still smart. Wrote, I think they wrote songs for like Diana Ross and like they wrote all these 80s songs. But you know what though? Where they did not show up, Kevin? They weren't on the We Are The World video. <laughs> no, that's a shame. Bullshit. It's not I would have I would have loved a, a Barry Gibb part of We Are The World. <laughs> How great would that have been? Falsetto Barry Gibb. Yeah. I, I was, was there and they weren't there. <laughs> TJ, there's a possibility you could have been there because if Dan fucking Aykroyd can be in that video, yeah. you were there. Prince was there, but he got in his limo and left. You know what's amazing? This is whack. I'm yeah, that's uh, <laughs> basically he wanted he wanted like the Michael treatment, you yeah. know, because. But even Michael eventually showed up to be in yeah, studio, right? Which that is that what started their riff? Their uh, Prince and Michael hated each other. Maybe that. Prince maybe that. Michael. Well, that could. It, it would have made perfect sense. That would have made sense. Yeah. And you know, going back through that video, you know how sometimes you can never remember probably three. People. Oh yeah, you're always surprised. Al Jarreau, yeah. I always forget about yeah. Al Jarreau's in that video. Yeah, you never forget about Dan Aykroyd. You never do because he just sticks out like a sore thumb. So like I'm gonna. Seven feet tall. But it's like he has no, not a great voice at all. I mean, he did Blues Brothers, but he wasn't known for his voice. I did want. I'm going to steal something from a podcast I heard today. It was a question. He thought of an idea for a drive through restaurant. He wanted to start a business, buy an old bank, and use the pneumatic tubes as a oh, delivery no. vehicle. I think every only kid, as a burrito I thing. think every kid has thought of that. How fucking ingenious that Wouldn't is, that though. explode your burrito, though? But you have yeah. to think something in the to pack it perfectly so it doesn't explode. But you would be limited uh. in what you could send through the tubes. It's not like you could send... Here's a Coke. Imagine if, a mess. If one burrito broke open, it would shut down that entire line until somebody ran. <laughs> you know they're not cleaning the tubes. That's what I mean. There's so many closed banks, too. That's the thing. That's what makes it so, I think, attainable so to try it. So, shout out. I was telling somebody today about... 
You guys know about the fake Burger King in Pittsburgh? No. So on Carson Street. They had a McDowell's? They had. So on Carson Street, there was a restaurant. And you've been to Carson Street. Oh, of course. So it's all Drunk. bars, spring break type of scene. And then the Hofbrau House. I and then Hofbrau House at the end. So on Carson Street, for probably 10 years, there's this restaurant. And it's like foreign owned. Big Burger King sign. You go in there. Absolutely not a Burger King. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like they got like a whipper instead of a whopper. So it got, is in a alternate sort universe. Of. It is a McDowell's. It's, it's it's more like a flea market bootleg Burger King. They just King. bought this place. They bought the a place King that used at, to be a Burger King. Just like, and, they, not, and they never took down the sign. That's oh. genius. And they probably thought, okay, we can scam them on the Burger King sign. But once they're in the door, we got them. They're yeah. not going to turn around and leave. I want the whipper. They're going to try the sandwich. So... They did this for like 10 years until finally they were like, enough's enough. And like, they made them shut it down. Aww. And they probably changed their name to King Burger and they just put the <laughs> sign upside down. I love King Burger. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been in there. I've been in that place. I don't, I don't remember eating it. Weird. Bootleg Burger King. Oh, I'd love to have Bootleg Burger King. That sounds awesome. I'd be all Was for it. Was it char-grilled, I wonder? I don't, I don't know. I mean it. Oh my God. I bet you they wouldn't judge me if I had eight hot dogs or you had 16. That was 12. a rough day. That was a rough that was a rough couple days for me. I Mine wasn't even stop. rough. I was just hungry. I was hungry too. I just couldn't stop eating because I was like, man, I haven't had a hot dog in so long. I just, uh, you know. It's the best. Do Jimmy got anything else to mention? In the- I got nothing there, TJ, man. TJ, you got anything to plug? Anything you want to talk about? No, just, you know. You saw Godzilla versus Kong today. Oh, yes. How was that? Was, uh, very long. Very long. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was decent. It was good. That's Too many nice. humans for a movie called Godzilla versus Kong, yeah. though. Yeah. Just well, like that's like one of our movies. friends' review of Terminator Salvation. Ugh. It was the loudest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that's pretty much. Review, so. The dog shit movie. I'm going to give you guys another shot at redemption. You know, you answered some trivia questions. I just pulled a random card. It doesn't look too bad. Let's just quickly do a couple more trivia questions for you two only. Okay. Jim and TJ. What style of dance is the subject of 1984 sequel with the subtitle Electric Boogaloo? What type of dance? Pop locking. Yeah. Break dance. Those two movies, I think, came out in the same year. I was breaking and breaking two released in yeah. the same year. How often does that happen? <laughs> they just got their shit in. What was the first American TV series broadcast in the Soviet Union in 1989? Fraggle Rock, Baywatch, or Seinfeld? Baywatch. Fraggle Rock. Yep. Fraggle Rock. Holy shit! Really? Yeah. All right. Tie. Great theme song. All right. What boy band included Ricky Martin on its roster from 1984 to 1989? Menudo. You're right. What act, boy band? It's not fair to anybody else. What actor played 1980s nerd Ronald in Can't Buy Me Love before becoming a dreamy doctor on TV? Courtney Gaines. No. Wait. Oh, no. Fucking Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Damn it. Jim, Courtney you suck. Gaines. <laughs> hey, Pinocchio. Where are you going? What name was most associated with press on nails? Maybelline, Clairol, or Lee? Lee. Yeah, TJ. TJ got it. What TV show was Ray Carroll watching when Eleven and Callie's Atcasts broke into his home? Alf or Punky Brewster? Alf. Punky Brewster. Was Punky, Punky Brewster. Same thing. Now, yes. Jim just watched that documentary, didn't you? Very excellent. It's on Hulu. About Soleil Moon Fry. Soleil Moon Fry. She had a video camera and she filmed all the Everything ever. She basically did. Like, it's so sad because everybody she was really close to committed suicide. Like, Jonathan Brandis, he's on it. All the people she knew, Stephen Dorff. She's super close to Stephen Dorff. He's still alive. Still alive. 
But it's amazing how she just literally documented her entire life growing yeah. up and then rebelling. I feel so bad because she literally became the punky boobster. That she basically went through puberty, got yes. huge cans and on then, TV, and then she just and was they had to like it. yeah they had to like cancel the show because and then they, like, I don't think I ever seen her. her cans got too big and they were distracting for television. She had to get a reduction in order yeah. for people to say, hey, look, I actually have talent. I'm not all tits. Yeah, which is sad. But she goes into that. During in a documentary. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's on Hulu. Check it out. It's amazing. Is it Punky Boopser? No. <laughs> She's going to be in Beverly Hills Cop 4. They should bring back, what was her name? Jenny from 1. Oh, dude, yeah. she was gorgeous. They should bring her back. Yeah, she uh, managed the art gallery. <laughs> Shit, you know what Beverly Hills Cop could have used? Angela Bassett. Anything could As like a hard ass female cop. She like put really she had a career back then, no? I, mean, I don't know if she did yet or not. That was before the Tina Turner movie. Well, she would have been around by three. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. It was yeah. But three needed comedy, not more serious. Yeah, strong. But you could have had a serious, like, hard ass cop. She should play yeah, his, his wife boss. in four. Which, there you go. Yeah. Why don't we get a, a snapshot of Axel's family in the later movie? That's the one thing we never got. Is That's he his bachelor? Or did he never? Because. Cop life is hard. You think they'll go into that cliche? You know? He probably is like Axel's had three divorces. He's had <laughs> yeah, five he's kids. He's like a hard boiled detective, you know? Yeah, married to his job. Yeah. Maybe he, that's how you bring Jenny back in. He knocked he's her up. Mm hmm. That's he, how you do it. He got her number Secret baby. on the bathroom stall. <laughs> Eight six seven five three zero nine. Yes. All right. I think we've uh, rambled enough. We've been some rambling men. Jim, what are we doing next week? We are. Oh shit. We are doing another movie that Straight I have here. never another watched. Movie. Yeah, we're doing another movie. I've never seen it before. Uh, we're bringing in my buddy Shane from the Youngstown Comedy Syndicate that I was a part of at one point. We are doing 1987. Kevin's a big fan of this. We're doing The Lost Boys. Yeah, I love never it. seen it. I can't Is that believe the you've vampire never seen film? it. Yes, yes, fantastic. Kiefer yet. Sutherland, the Corys on, on the Venice bo- uh, Venice Beach Boardwalk, and you've got the sack, the naked saxophone. It's the Frog dude. Brothers, Frog Brothers. Okay, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, Corey Haim. It's really, the really great. Pretty big too, right? What is it? Um, I don't know. I don't. I would have no idea. I've never seen this movie. I get I, constant shit on. No, I'm I'm fair. <laughs> oh, if they did Lost Boys on Mars, holy shit! Lost Boys on Mars. It's uh Joel Schumacher. Oh, Schumacher up yeah. uh, uh, from uh Free Batman. Batman versus Ro- Batman. Batman, Batman forever. Versus Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Everything oh, versus. I would love Batman <laughs> versus Robin. <laughs> what about Batman and Robin versus the Exorcist? In Ooh. Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League, you do see a ode to Robin because Robin died in that universe, and you see an ode to him. Which Batman and Robin versus Predator. Why not? Who would win? Batman. Predator. Oh, they, Predator. If, if they had the balls, they would do the Batman and Ninja Turtles comic yeah. that they did. Yeah. Just live action. You know how to make a billion We just dollars. made fun of that at work the other day because I'm sending back a whole bunch of movies. See, that was two of them. To me, is this the still book? The, yeah. To me, oh, that's the shape it. That's the shape of things to come. Like we talked, we joked about Beverly Hills Cop being in the same universe as RoboCop Detroit. Give me, mixing. instead of giving me reboots, give me crossovers. Well, you yes. know, that's what... Uh, Men in Black was supposed to be. Men what, in for Black International? And 21 Jump Street. It was oh. supposed to be because Sony owns them both. So they were like, well, 21 Jump Street's pretty popular in Men we, in Black. We didn't need multiple Men in Black movies. Just no, we did. Need they, what, just, you needed, they, just, they just ruined them. They what, just, it was International? Yeah, that flopped. No, I'm talking about three. Oh, yeah. Wait, Two. that one was with Tessa Thompson and, and Thor. They ruined that because oh, they made I forgot they, that that they was forced the director, F. Gary, they screwed F. Gary Gray over because he hasn't made a bad movie until that. Yeah. 
and they were like, uh, they were like, yeah, oh, you got to do this. Give me, then. give me the craziest crossover. Well, we'd have to look at a roster of who owns what. We'd have just to. give me the most wild shit you can because I guarantee Warner it's not Herzog. as far fetched as <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, Werner Herzog. Herzog, I love. We Hans. were this close to what uh, Pacific Rim mixing with Godzilla, and it would have been amazing. It's the perfect Makes, depending on who did it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Everything yeah. depends on who did yeah. it. Pacific Rim job. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's we we've rambled. We've been some rambling men. We're gonna. This is fun. Yeah, next week we're gonna do the Lost Boys, and you can see the uh, the Chinese food transformation. What? And you can see the saxophone guy, oh. the Frog Brothers. I'm in for a treat on this one. Yeah, and the uh, dad from Richie Rich. I hope we can do some Marky Mark crossovers. Oh. I mean, shit. Does he play mean characters anymore? He's all religious now. Ever since he committed the hate crime. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. About 20 years ago when yeah. he wanted that man? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just, why, M. Night Shyamalan can just cross over all of his movies. Am He's I the only one who it. thought the M meant Midnight Shyamalan? His first name was <laughs> no. Mid. I always thought That's it was actually Midnight very Shyamalan. Creative. Well, his first name is uh, Meshagalakwasha. <laughs> <laughs> Not very creative to, to I say thought it was Midnight Shyamalan. Midnight because it's he's so dark and I'm gonna open a theater just to do <laughs> Midnight Shyamalan. The midnight showing of the new Midnight Shyamalan. Come on down. I for seriously Midnight Shyamalan. I literally thought it was Midnight Shyamalan. Right. He didn't want to be. Like, it probably isn't. It's dang. a twist because it's M Night Shyamalan. That's if you own a movie theater, you could do a midnight showing of Midnight Shyamalan movies for like what five years? Yes. Yeah. We're just gonna show the happening every night at midnight. I feel vindicated now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, All perfect. right, fucking Silencia.